Undercovered, because some stories just need to be told. Others told more. A few told more fully, or perhaps in a different way, if not in another light. Welcome to Conversation about some of the stuff that's just undercovered. This is Undercovered with Bing Kimpo. Welcome to another episode of Undercovered. I've become fascinated with the idea of faith or pilgrimage tourism here in the Philippines for a number of reasons. First, we were brought up visiting churches and shrines here and abroad. We didn't actually participate in the pilgrimage package tours, but Mama made sure we went to as many of the important churches, shrines, and sites that she could afford to take us to. Second, In the last few years, I've been able to visit some Southeast Asian countries and hear Mass in them. I've come to the realization that there also are quite a number of Catholics in countries around the Philippines, not to mention that a number of their priests and nuns have been coming to our schools for further studies. Third, in the last few years as well, I've become more appreciative of the churches we have throughout the Philippines. And I'm not just talking about the known ones. There are so many in smaller cities and towns that have not yet even come to our attention. Media executive and triathlete Norman Davadilla posts about those that he has been to by bike. In fact, I've spoken to him about what he calls his pilgrimage rides on a previous episode of this podcast. Which is why I've been wanting to talk more about faith tourism or pilgrimage tourism here in the Philippines. I think... Its time has indeed come. Its time has come because we definitely have the churches, shrines, and sites scattered across the archipelago. We probably just haven't promoted them as much in the context of pilgrimage or faith tourism yet. Its time has come because there are pilgrims, travelers, and tourists both locally and from abroad who would want to see the places related to the emergence of the Philippines as a predominantly Catholic country. Here's Tourism Undersecretary Roby Alabado and what he has to say about it. Buong isla po ng Bohol, buong isla po ng Cebu, buong isla ng Negros, buong isla ng Panay. Puno po yun ng ating mga, ano, ng ating mga religious na mga, mga churches which exude the culture of both local and Catholic na culture natin. Kaya po, ito yung aming, ano, aming, aming proposition. Once una, pwede na sigurong pumasok dito yung ating mga, ano, mga, mga um, foreigners, foreign tourists. We are planning to invite the foreigners, the, the foreign Catholics. Kat, mga Catholics po ng Indonesia, ng Malaysia, Singapore, Japan, Korea, Heto po, ibebenta ho natin sa kanila pilgrimage. Kung kayo po ay mga, mga gusto mag-pilgrimage, huwag na muna kayo pumunta doon sa ano sa Roma. Napakalayo ho nun. Bakit hindi ho tayo pumunta dito sa Pilipinas? Kasi... And its time has come because a recently published book now seems to offer itself as a starting point for pilgrimage or faith tourism. It's a book called Simbahan or Churches. Published by RPD Publications, written by Regalado Trota Jose, and illustrated by architect Alan J. Quesada, Simbahan is subtitled, An Illustrated Guide to 50 of the Philippines Must-Visit 
Catholic churches. Now, these 50 churches are categorized by location. Five from northeastern Luzon, nine from northwestern Luzon, three from central Luzon, seven from the greater Manila area, six from southwestern Luzon, four from Bicol, three from eastern Visayas, six from central Visayas, five from western Visayas, and two from Mindanao. Now, as I trace my roots to both the Visayas and Mindanao, I wasn't really too thrilled at first with the Luzon heavy breakdown. But, as I said, it is a starting point. How were the 50 churches chosen? Well, allow me to quote Regalado Trota Jose himself. This guide, Simbahan, introduces 50 sites chosen among the country's most culturally or aesthetically significant churches. Some were selected for their architectural significance, others for their well-preserved ornateness, still others for their picturesque settings. He further says that Simbahan points to areas otherwise not within the purview of the usual visitor, not just the far and the unheard of, but also the very near or where there is art not meant to be seen. Let me be clear. The objective of this episode is not to critique the book or argue its listing. Instead, let's use it as a starting point for thinking about planning on pilgrimages to some of these churches. I spoke with Simbahan's illustrator, architect Alan J. Quesada, to give us an idea about some of the lesser-known churches in their list and why they may be worth planning a visit to. What was the brief for this book, Simbahan? Uh, simula ko na lang no, sa idea, sir, ng ano ng publicist, um, RPD yung publisher, and naghahanap sila in 2019 ng, ng gagawa ng book no, na featuring the Philippine, the Philippine churches. So, naghanap sila ng writer and ng artist. And when they found the writer and Miren online, we met on October na, and February pala. And then, we 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 uh, discussed for a while no kung ano ba yung pipiliin naming churches kung paano ba namin paano ba kami magka-come up into a book kasi napaka napakaraming churches sa Philippines and choosing a specific set of church can be very controversial or pwedeng may masabi yung iba bakit ito hindi pinili bakit yan the role is actually heavier on the part of sir Jose, no? pero we, we collaborated kami, yung publisher and siya, to come up with the theme which is the 50 must-visit Catholic churches in the country. Ang target kasi nito, sir, is to uh, encourage you know, everyone, more people, more Catholics, no, to go back to going to churches, lalo na yung mga mas bata who are more into traveling these days. Oh, ikaw yung illustrator ha? Ano ang role mo? Mas gusto nating mas marami ang maging interested into our Catholic churches and it won't be that attractive if wala tayong visuals, no? And the publisher as an art appreciator would want to have an artist this time instead of, you know, gathering photos online. He wanted someone to do paintings instead of just photos. And so he searched online and luckily found one who is very into, you know, doing church paintings, you no, know? and that's me. And yun. And uh, maraming ginawang copies, no, ng, ng book kasi talagang gusto nilang marami ang makakuha. How did you approach your role as illustrator? And sa work, I used to travel 
to uh, you know, all parts of the country. And going to different locations, I made sure na pupunta ako sa church. I really, I really have that, you know, must um, visit muna. Kailangan magpunta sa church. And every time nagpupunta ako sa church, I take photos and sometimes I take, I, I do actual paintings of the church. And I did this uh, personal um, sketchbook of uh, Philippine churches. Nakagawa na ako so far ng eight na paintings. So nung naghanap si publisher ng gagawa, ng ng paintings for the book I have the ano na I have the samples kasi I I I I've been doing the church paintings um when I when I travel for work Of course the objective of any church visit should be prayer and communion with God Pero sa introduction ng libro pa lang parang binigyan na, na rin tayo ni Regalado Trota Jose ng guide kung paano ma-appreciate ang architecture and artistry nila tulad na lang ng mga napili ninyong simbahan sa simbahan each visit begins with an introduction to the culture in which the church was built. Aspects of the facade and exterior are pointed out. Inside, the visitor is led to the sanctuary area, and from there, the tour continues to the rest of the edifice or complex. Pakikwento naman sa amin, Alan, yung steps using a commonly known church as an example. Para siyang outline, no, ang pag-visit natin sa church. Of course, we start to have a background of the church, the culture, the, the environment, the history. Then, of course, the facade, the first thing we see pag pupunta tayo sa church. Then we go straight no, sa loob, wherein we see, the first thing we see is the sanctuary or the altar no, that holds the, the patron of the church. And then the rest is uh, yung after na ng, ng altar natin. If I would give an example, syempre, huwag na tayong lumayo no, sa Kiyapo Church na po tayo. So, Siya yung may pinaka, ano eh, maraming devotees. And we all know no, na napakahaba ng history na pinagdaanan ng Kapo Church, ng, ng nagkaroon ng lindol, ng sunog, lahat. Hanggang sa naitayo yung concrete structure na giba sa lindol, nirebuilt noong 1800s, and then niredesign noong early 19th century into uh, yung, yun na yata yung pinaka nakikita natin ngayon, yung new baroque na gawa ni Nakpil, no? And until 80s, I think it was simplified. Yun na lang gagamitin yung term, simplified by Jose Maria Zaragoza, no? So, marami nang napago, marami rin naidagdag. So, maganda, no? Na alam natin yung mga bagay na to para naintindihan natin yung yung structure maliban pa rin sa yung sa laman, no? Wherein nagre-devolve yung faith natin. Are, yung yung, 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 yung fasad, no? Kasi alam ko yung Isang tower doon was only an addition, no? And meron siyang mga additional na details na, na inalis, no? Kasi it was simplified, as I've said, by uh, Maria uh, Zaragoza in the 80s. Pero medyo malayong hukayan pa ng baol, no? I-discuss natin yon. Pero yung, yung appearance niya na ngayon, I, I agree naman na I think maganda naman yung pagkaka-maintain sa kanya. And yung style niya, Pag nakikita nyo, may mga parang twisted pillars tayo. That's a manifestation na siya ay baroque, no? It's neo-baroque. It's a new baroque style. So, that's uh, the, the appearance no from the facade. So, pagpasok naman, it's the same style, neo pa rin. And makikita natin yun sa ating altar or sa sanctuary, which ha, uh, which contains the, you know, the image of a 
Black Nazarene. And uh, I believe no na yung mga parts ng ating image ay hati-hati siya no kasi yung iba nasa nakatago no to protect na rin the image. I personally have not been dun sa likod no but I'm looking forward to to seeing more of the church kasi meron din kaming ipapang gustong you know gawing project na related sa church. May listahan kayo ng 50 churches sa simbahan. Paki-highlight natin Alan yung mga standouts para sa iyo. Sana yung hindi masyadong pamilyar sa karamihan ah. Magsimula tayo sa Northern Luzon. Ang hirap, dami kong gusto. <laughs> Pero natutuwa ako kasi dito sa project na to, sir. Ang dami ko ring na-discover na bagong church. I mean, hindi bago pala. Uh, hindi sila popular, pero they deserve to be popular. They deserve to be more well-known and discovered kasi ang dami nilang features, ang daming pwedeng ipakita, daming story na maganda and inspiring. So, for Northern Luzon, no, ang pinaka na-amaze talaga ako is yung Tumawini Church or the parish of St. Matt. Mateus, ayun, Matias. Ayun. Kasi yung color niya, yung facade is made out of brick. It's strong um, orange color. So, sobrang striking niya from a silent town, di ba? Striking siya. Tapos yung tower niya is um, white na para siyang cake. So, it's so unique. Very baroque. Tapos very ornate yung mga design ng scroll niya sa facade, yung mga floral niya. So, very contrasting and at the same time, malakas yung color. And they're able to preserve also the facade no, and the tower. And pagpasok mo rin sa loob, yung kanyang sanctuary or yung altar niya, meron siyang scallop shell na, ano, na theme. So, it's very attractive and unique. Wala pa akong nakitang uh, church na ganon. And I've personally seen this nung nag, meron akong project sa Isabela. Kaya, wow, sabi ko, bakit bakit ngayon ko lang to nakilala bakit hindi ito nakikita sa mga postcards as often as the other churches when it deserves no uh, recognition and praises and by the way no uh, I, i joined a photo competition kasi i'm also a photographer and i entered this image of tumawini church and luckily it won so i i am happy for the church kasi it's given uh, a recognition oh sa southern luzon naman Um, maganda yung Daraga Church. Have you have you seen it, sir? Kasi I've been there. I've been there. Nakasimbala ko don. It's if I remember correctly, no, sa yung relocation ng ng Kagsawa Church, no, na na affect so much ng Mayan volcano, and they placed it para sure na safe na siya on top of a hill in Daraga. So it's overlooking the mayon volcano and at the same time the lower parts na naapektuhan ng 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 volcano and what's good about the church is gawa siya sa volcanic rocks so it really embodies the the, the location of being in the environs of mayon volcano at sa Visayas for me it's the uh, parish of Saint Isidore the farmer yung merong angry Christ it's a modern church and nasa gitna siya ng sugarcane fields sir eh. Parang who would have thought na magkakaroon ng, ng ganong church in the middle of the field na, di ba, in Negros. So, 
hindi lang yung pagka-modern niya, it's modern but at the same time, marami siyang Filipino touches. It also has the uh, Benjamin Valenciano cross na ang Jesus ay Filipino looking. So, it's 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 not just a house of worship, it's also an artwork in a form of a house of worship. And finally, Alan, sa Mindanao. Sa Mindanao naman, we only featured two. Pero I think natuwa ako talaga sa Parish Church of St. John the Baptist, um, which is in Jimenez. No? It's sometimes called Jimenez Church. Although merong sabi sa kwento na hindi yata tapos yung kanyang pasada, no? kaya medyo mababa yung harapan niya. I think it made it look more unique. Para siyang mansion, no? kasi hindi masya- kasi ang mga churches, di ba, talagang mat- malalaki yung pasad. But ito kasi, half lang. So it made it look na hindi siya tapos. Pero pagpasok mo sa loob, it's very classic. Yung itsura niya, not grandiose, pero classic. And nakakatawa kasi gumamit din sila dito ng mga local materials like bamboo. They, they were able to incorporate these in in this classic design. Alan, based sa mga churches na nakilala mo through your travels or sa paggawa ng librong ito, do you think the Philippines has the churches to also offer for pilgrimage or faith tourism? I think nga very underrated ang Philippines when it comes to being a pilgrimage um, site. No? Kasi imagine every region, every province, every city, every town, meron at meron yung church. No? that has a strong following kasi majority ng mga Pilipino ay Catholic. And since we were colonized by the Spanish, ang towns and cities natin talaga ay designed wherein the church is the focal point, siya, siya yung center. So when you visit a town or a city, hindi pwedeng hindi mo dadaanan or makikita yung church kasi siya yung nasa gitna, siya yung, nasa, yung meeting place and all the other attractions are revolving around the church. So, you know, nakikisama na yung mga attractions and yung mga places dun sa mga churches natin. So, they're easy. They're easy to access. They're, the people are, are friendly and uh, welcoming when it comes to promoting also the, the heritage and also the worship, the houses of worship in, in the Philippines. Para sa akin, sir, ang, ang question talaga is, yung mga lesser visited ba na towns and uh, churches, yung mga hindi masyadong popular, lalo na yung mga nasa level 4 or 5 na municipalities, are they ready to have, you know, uh, to have this influx of tourists coming not just from the Philippines but also from the rest of the world? Lalo yung Tumawini, I believe, ano siya, 4th or ano lang siya, level na municipality. I'm not even sure if there are accommodations around the city. Pero pag na-discover nila yung Tumawini Church, sobrang ganda. No? They, must, they must count it. And also, another question is, pag nag-influx na yung mga tao, no, how are we able to preserve yung sacredness ng place, lalo na if the place is not prepared no, for, for influx? So, yun din yung mga considerations na iniisip ko. Pag dumating na yung time na na-discover na yung mga heritage sites, and uh, worship houses natin sa Philippines. What would be an example of a pilgrimage that people can embark on based on the book? Talaga pa kasi ako naka-attend, sir, ng, ano, ng talagang malaking pilgrimage. 
but I really believe in the concept of Visita Iglesia, no sir, wherein the pilgrims do visits of a number of churches, seven or 14 churches. Eh, and I really believe in this. And this way, pag nagvisit tayo ng maraming churches, hindi lang yung popular churches ang napupuntahan, pati yung lesser known, kasi you have to do it in a day or two, no? kabit-kabit po sila. And dito sa Metro Manila, napakadali niyang gawin, sir, kasi in two or three cities, maraming churches. But if you're in the province or in the more remote areas, dun siya nagiging mas challenging. But at the same time, dun siya mas nagiging effective when it comes to promoting not just the uh, religion or the faith, but also the, the, the towns and the places that they can also offer. So, yun, yun yung talagang gusto kong mas mapalakas yung pagbibisita iglesia natin na talagang ginagawa naman na natin. And I really, I really appreciate no, yung contents na nilagay ni Sir dito sa book kasi kompleto siya. Yung address niya, yung feast day, so the tourists and the churchgoers can plan their visits ahead. Kasi kompleto na siya ng details. And also, um, people can consider visiting houses of worships that are housing pontifically crowned or episcopally uh, crowned images kasi marami dito sa mga shrines na to that are housing these images are from the lesser known churches no i-plug ko na rin sir no kasi meron kami isa pang book it's the coronadas um, the pontifically crowned Marian images in the Philippines. We have currently 46 crowned Marian images crowned in uh, the rites no, given by the by the Pope. And yung iba kasi dito, hindi pa popular in church where they belong. So I think those churches also need stronger following and support as well no, for to, to, to keep it, uh, the houses of worship going. Um, ang isa sa gusto kong ma, ma, magkaroon ng you know ng more visitors ay yung St. John the uh, yung sa ano, sa Badok po sir sa Ilocos kasi it houses the La Virgen Milagrosa de Badok nasa gitna lang siya ng Lawag and Vigan so pag galing kayo ng Pagudpod ng Lawag ang daming churches diyan lined up pwede niyo na rin daanan yung yung uh, Badok Church at meron pa kayong na-visit na pontifically crowned na Marian image. And sa south naman, sa Bicol, I recommend the parish of Our Lady of the Pillar in Libmanan. Diyan din ho sa Bicol, from Naga down to Sorsogon, ang dami-dami po pwedeng puntahan. No? So, pwede na rin lang bisitahin yon And uh, they can, you know, pwede na rin silang kumain sa, ng mga delicacies and they also get also see the other tourist spots. Para sa how has visiting the different churches across the archipelago deepened your own faith? Sa totoo lang sir, kahit naman nasaan tayo, kahit nasa bahay lang or kahit nasa work, we can pray. Kasi our, our church is talaga yung body natin sir. But aminin natin when we are in a church where there's silence and there's peace, we're able to connect more effectively to God. Pag nakikipag-usap tayo sa Kanya, we need that solemnity and that relaxation. And pag mas connected tayo sa communication natin sa Kanya, that's the time when the communication is more effective. And 
while doing these two Catholic books, mas nakilala ko yung, hindi lang yung, yung story ni Jesus at ni Mama Mary, but also the institutions, the people that built these wor- houses of worships in the Philippines. And para sa akin kasi, sir, pag mas nakilala mo yung isang bagay in a relationship, the more you establish connection, the more it becomes more effective and deeper. So, yung development ng deep faith sa akin, sir, hindi pa siya tapos eh. Patuloy siyang lumalalim as I work on these kinds of projects and also as I get to meet more people who have, you know, also strong faith. So, I'm very thankful na nagkakaroon ako ng ganitong opportunity. Not, kasi hindi lang ako nabibigyan ng work, hindi lang niya ako nabibigyan ng connection. It also gives me, you know, sense of connection, a deeper connection in faith and in God. In his 2017 motto propio, Sanctuarium in Ecclesia, Pope Francis talks about shrines, pilgrimages, and evangelization. He says, The great stream of pilgrims, the humble and simple prayer of the people of God, alternating with the liturgical celebrations, the fulfillment of so many graces that many believers affirm they have received, and the natural beauty of these places enable us to see how shrines, in their various forms, represent an irreplaceable opportunity for evangelization in our time. The Holy Father goes on, The shrine is a holy place where the proclamation of the Word of God, the celebration of the sacraments, in particular of reconciliation and the Eucharist, and the witness of charity express the Church's great commitment to evangelization. And therefore, it represents a genuine place of evangelization where, from the first proclamation up to the celebration of the sacred mysteries, it makes manifest the powerful action which God's mercy works in people's lives. Pope Francis then concludes that it is clear that shrines are called to play a role in the new evangelization of today's society and that the church, in pastoral terms, is called to consider the importance of the heartfelt motivation expressed through pilgrimages to shrines and places of devotion. Using Simbahan as a starting point, it is clear that we have many churches and shrines scattered across the archipelago that can and should bring people together in pilgrimage. And in the context of our ongoing celebration of 500 years of Christianity, underscored by its theme, Gifted to Give, perhaps it is time that we consider these churches and shrines as places for pilgrimage, for our fellow Filipinos from other parts of the country, and also for the faithful, perhaps even the curious, from different parts of the world as well. See you soon at a simbahan we haven't been to yet. Undercovered, because some stories just need to be told. Others told more. A few told more fully, or perhaps in a different way if not in another light. Welcome to Conversation about some of the stuff that's just Undercovered. This is Undercovered, the podcast with Bing Kimpo.